0: This is The Playbook. So let's start here. Biggest change in your perspective that you've had recently? Um, I think the biggest shift in my perspective uh, has been, I started to, I hired my daughter. Um, She's 23 years old. And so uh, my perspective of being a father changed when I got to witness my daughter in in occupation in, in that form. And I'm sure her perception changed. Uh, But it gave me a great humility uh, to understand how blessed I am to have all the young people to work for me like you, Jake, but to have her I could understand because I probably, like most parents, uh, think too highly of my own child and, you know, understanding where she's at changed my perspective of how to meet my own team where they're at. Uh, And so a lot of times we forget that I'm 30 years older than most of the people that work with me or I want to work with. And some of the basics when we're communicating uh, are not met. They can't be. There's no awareness to them. And so uh, it was a great paradigm shift, a perspective changer for me to work uh, in Barbados. We were at the FinTech Island. Uh, With some great speakers. And it was amazing because uh, it allowed me to hopefully connect as my question uh, was aligned with that for you, Jake is where can I meet people where they're at, not perceive or assume that everybody understands or gets you? And I know even Amelia, who I've worked with for a long time, uh, she always tells me my unwinding routine that I had, Jake. Um, At first, it didn't meet her where. I was at, she's like, that's such bullshit, right? Like we all listen and resist people. You can listen on Clubhouse and you're like, that's not a nugget, that's bullshit. And I love the fact that, you know, we have a close enough relationship where my unwinding routine, putting myself into a position every night to be in a position of recovery, mentally, physically, spiritually, but also accessing information that my tomorrow starts today did not resonate with Amelia. Uh, and it just took time.
1: Not at all, David, I hated it. I was like, that's stupid.
0: That is yeah. so stupid. <laughs> I should put that on my forehead because I think we that, that's the perception, right, Amelia? is like, y- y- you don't realize, like 10% of the people will love what you say, no matter what, but there are 10% that no matter what, not like Amelia, that don't have open minds, that are gonna hate what you say and hate you for no other reason than they're, they're not going to be on your frequency, but the 80%, are going to be resistant because nobody likes change. Nobody likes change in varying degrees. Open-minded people like Amelia will initially be like that stupid, but at least she'll give it a second thought. And then when she goes, my to ego, be- David, it was my <laughs> ego. It was sounded so stupid, and I did not want you to be right. And I fought you for years. I fought you. <laughs> years I fought you. Then I was like, okay, I'm really having a tough time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just just to prove that he's wrong. I'm going to try it for a week. And I literally cried. I cried. I wrote my journal. I cursed you out. I was like, it's just not fair. I was having a major struggle with my ego. And it's been hands down one of the biggest changes I've ever made in my life. Oh, I appreciate that. And thank you for your humility and illuminating the fact that you, you know, and we're close friends, right? We're, I consider you one of my oldest daughters. And <laughs> I love the fact that you treat me like my daughters treat me. And you're willing to, you know, I especially love Mia, who's more like your personality, my middle daughter, right? And she'll literally in front of my entire team uh, when she interns for me in the summer, be like, dad, that's so stupid. Or excuse my language, but I love when she's like, dad, why do you have to be a dick? And <laughs> you just see the faces, of everybody around me. Um, and I tell her all the time it, when she calls me stupid or thinks that what I'm saying is stupid or that I am a, a dick, uh, I just say, you know, you're right. You're right. And I have to learn how to meet you where you're at and have the patience uh, and persistence in what's best for me. But it may not. And, you know, the unwinding routine isn't best for everyone. It's good for me. You know, when I spent years on the ego side, on the other side of it too, Amelia, that you know, I have one of my best employees that is a night person, and I was trying to fit a round peg in a square hole, and I would force him to be on my 5 a.m. show specific time and force him to do. And meanwhile, he couldn't go to bed or one or two, then I was wondering why he was, you know, grouchy all day long. He was tired. He wasn't performing well. It was my fault. I was tr- i was trying to force him to be something that he's not i wasn't meeting him where he's at and when i changed his position and gave him an unwinding routine that starts at twelve thirty in the middle of the night compared to my 9 p.m unwinding routine to make sure i'm passed out by 11 he has to be passed out by two uh it changed both of our lives so uh thank you everyone thank you for that question Jake, it's BYOQ time. Why don't you uh, bring someone up to ask a question live? Perfect. Can I BYOQ while we're at it, Dave? Yeah, sure. Perfect. So,
1: as a twenty-year-old uh, or twenty-twenties, how would 20 you relate? Twenty-something. 20 something, how would you relate, and where would you go to interact with uh, with fifty-year-olds or fifty-somethings
0: on the other end? Now that's a great question. What, number one, um, I would go to LinkedIn or or uh, rooms on Clubhouse uh, where, you know, 50-somethings hang out, but not just 50-somethings. It's, you said it and mentioned it briefly earlier that you want to find people who sit in a situation that you want to be in and ask them for help. Uh, you know, you want to find people that can give you directions, find people that have paid the dummy tax. And I think it's really important Uh, because of two things one the fastest way to get to where you want to be obviously is to ask someone that's already there for directions but more importantly most people most not all but almost all people that are sitting in a situation you want to be in got help they got help that's how they got there and so the biggest blessing in their life is when people recognize and acknowledge that and ask them for help so believe it or not the people who sit in the situation you want to be in statistically are more likely to help you than people who are not because of the egos Amelia suggested because people who are already there know how they got there and they know ego wise that they're not too important remember uh the ocean the most powerful thing on earth the ocean it is the most powerful thing on earth that carries a yin energy a female energy it's at the lowest, all things flow into the ocean. And this lesson is learned by Lao Tzu and interpreted in many, many different books and texts uh, if you're interested, but you want to, in order to allow people to flow into you, you have to be at the lowest point. Let everything flow into you. And that lowest point is created by humility and you want to be an ocean. That's why I look for leaders with feminine energy. I don't necessarily think all women are great leaders or all men are great leaders, but I believe that great leaders are intelligent followers, have this ignorant humility that allows things to flow to them and then through them, just like the ocean. And although the ocean is completely submissive in the fact that it will move around and flow in its form, Uh, and it sits at the lowest point where all streams, rivers, et cetera, flow into it, it is the most powerful thing on earth. The ocean is the most powerful thing on earth. And we see that uh, all the time throughout history. Uh, So uh, be an ocean, meet the people who sit in the situation that you want to be in and ask for help. Go to LinkedIn Go to certain rooms in Clubhouse. They're easy to find, but more importantly, they're easy to approach and easy to ask and more statistically likely to help you as well. All the benefits of asking someone who sits in the situation you want to be in for help. And it reverses and goes the other way as well because the technology has transformed and expedited and accelerated so much that there's some 25-year-olds that know more about certain very important assets in business uh, than 50, 60, and 70-year-olds. And it's really important for this same technique and philosophy and strategy to be executed when a 54-year-old asks a 24-year-old, uh, especially with help with TikTok and some other things out there as well. All right, Jake, we've uh, been all over the place this morning, which I love, and I appreciate. BYOQ means bring your questions, I'll bring the answers. A little bit too early for BYOB, so we'll do BYOQ. It's a lot more fun and won't we'll cause a hangover. So, Jake, we got someone has a question online here. Yes, BYOQ, not
1: BYOB this morning. Let's bring up our first guest, Magena. McGenna, if you can please unmute yourself here on Clubhouse and ask David your question. Welcome. Thank you, Jake. Hi, David. Um, I first and foremost wanted to say how wonderful it was to meet you in person in LA, to hug you, to interview you. thank you and um the question i have for you is did you find uh the dream you are living now or did it find you and by dream i mean uh what you love doing on a daily basis like what um what is the main um reason that you wake up apart from the family of course but what you give to the world and the one billion you want to help um, feeling happier, being happier. So is this something you envisioned um, as a younger version of David or did he find you?
0: It was a combination and it's a great question. And, you know, when I was younger, uh, the younger David Meltzer just wanted to be rich. Uh, I believe money would buy happiness and love would make me happy and other people happy. Um, And what I've learned throughout that transition is a few things. One, money doesn't buy love or happiness. It just allows us to shop. And if you shop for the right things for the right reasons, you'll be happy. Uh, In that growth, in that enlightenment, I learned three things by utilizing time as a dependent variable uh, of my happiness and my pursuit, uh, allowing uh, the awareness that I have uh, to that which I am, so I am that, I am that which is happy, I am that which is healthy, I am that which is worthy, I am that which is wealthy, and starting to look at things as what am I doing to interfere with it, what am I doing, what am I saying, what am I thinking, what am I believing and feeling to interfere with that which I am, and so in order to put this into a context or a quantifiable pragmatic practice, I had to utilize the only common denominator of everyone on earth, which is time. We all are limited in the present by 24 hours and realizing that time uh, is infinite in nature, except for in the present, because the present is based off of 24 hours that we're given each day. And I would start with understanding my past And so looking at my past, I say to myself, there's certain defining moments historically in my own life and others. There's certain inflection points historically in my life and others that I give meaning to. And the easiest thing I can do to clear the interference between me and that which I am, is to change the meaning of those defined moments of others and myself, of those inflection points of others and myself, in order to clear the pathway or the journey to what I think I want. So at five years old, I think I want a Ferrari. At 35 years old, I realize that's not what I think I want. I think I want to have an unbelievable health and an unbelievable marriage. And I want to have and enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential in the activity I get paid for as well as the activity I don't get paid for. But I had to shift the meaning that I gave historical and personal inflection points into five moments because they were getting in my own way. I found myself looking for what I didn't want, what other people wanted for me. I started looking for the resistance. As Amelia said, the ego was in my own way, edging goodness out of my life by saying that's stupid, I know best. I had ignorant arrogance instead of ignorant humility. I wasn't the ocean. And so... Giving meaning to my past is allowing me to change the meaning of my pursuit, which was to make a lot of money to be happy. Now I make a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. I shop for the right things for the right reasons, building community centers, doing things uh, for the Unstoppable Foundation or for junior achievement or for a variety of different people to mentor, to do free trainings every Friday, to travel around the world, to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. And where time is a constant in the past only limited by the meaning I give the inflection points or define moment, it is the limitation of the present. So I have to have daily practices in a trajectory of what I think I want to utilize those meanings In the most efficient effective and statistically successful way this is where guys like covey come in uh people who can utilize productivity accessibility and gratitude towards their vision their dreams of empowering over a billion people which should be completely outrageous and audacious if your dreams what you think you want in the future aren't scaring you and others then they're not big enough then you're limiting yourself and what we have to do is make sure that our daily practices are completely realistic towards an audacious outrageous perspective of the future once again time is infinite in the past only limited by the meaning of others and in our inflection points and defined moments time is limited in the only limitation in the present but more importantly the only limitation of our future is us and so what meaning are we giving how are we utilizing time and fear In order to accelerate in the trajectory of what we think we want. And so there is the core battery, which 10% of you are probably like, wow, that really landed with me. That resonates with me. 80% have open minds and are thinking, I wonder if it does. It sounds kind of stupid, or does that really work? Or maybe I'll try it out a year from now or 10 years from now. At least I'm planting seeds under trees that I will never sit under, probably. But most importantly, at least I can challenge you to get out of your own way, to edge all of that out of your own way and realize I am that which I am. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, or whatever else you are. What am I doing to interfere with it? Because I have an infinite, unlimited, more than enough future, and I want to, every day, accelerate my trajectory towards that future, allowing myself to change my mind. Does that sound fair?
1: Wow. Uh, more than fair. And I am, again, very, very grateful. Dave, we got a special guest here on Clubhouse who wants to ask you a question. It's actually your daughter, Marissa. So welcome, Marissa. If you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the Clubhouse. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dad. Hi, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> Excited to be here. Um, Dad, I was wondering, so one of your videos that you have that I've watched is about um don't give up and put your all into something especially when you feel like quitting well my question is is when is it time to quit and when i guess when do you get to the point that you have put your all in but it's still not your frequency and not for you
0: uh this is a great question because people uh misinterpret quitting and first of all it's just a joy to have you here and it's special to participate in to hear my daughter saying I watch your videos which is super cool but more importantly uh, quitting is interesting because life uh, doesn't have a start and a finish in the respect of today and you know you can change occupations activity you get paid for you can change entities uh, but quitting to me is when you stop enjoying the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of your potential. I think that we attach our emotions too much to entities, to outcomes, to circumstances, and we see ourselves as quitting uh, something. Well, we go from nothing to no thing. And when we realize that, uh, we are constantly evolving and accelerating and growing, but as long as we're doing our best learning lessons and having fun, it doesn't mean that we quit a, a job, for example, right? That, that doesn't mean that you're quitting because you change jobs. You change activity that you get paid for. You found something better. You're being promoted and protected. And too many people find shortages, voids, and obstacles because they are coming by doing their best learning lessons and having fun that the activity today, whether it's paid for or not, whether it's a friendship or uh, a, a job or an occupation doesn't suit me. It, it, it's hard. I, I can learn so much more somewhere else. I can do my best uh, somewhere else and, and, and make me feel good. And so when do we know Uh, that it's time to change, to evolve, to accelerate, every day, every day we we, we need to, to make that assessment. We have to have daily practices. So if you wake up every day and you say, what do I want today in the trajectory of what I think I want in the future, taking all the pressure off that somehow you know exactly what you want for your future, this kills young people, right? It's just what I think I want. And every day you can assess, okay, this is what I want today in that trajectory. You know, I wanna be a lawyer, terrific. Okay, if you wanna be a lawyer, then what are you gonna do today? Say, think, feel and believe in a trajectory to be a lawyer. Personally, what are you gonna do? Experientially, what are you gonna do? Giving wise, what are you gonna do? And receiving wise, what are you gonna do? Who can help you become a lawyer and who can you help? And how best to get it done is that utilization of time by studying time, by studying your calendar, by studying the activity you have planned, you don't have planned your sleep, by studying the activity you get paid for, you don't get paid for. All of these things, when I say study, is paying attention to, focusing in on how productive, accessible, and gracious you are with that time and giving it your intention. Once I focus in on the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude within the context of the 24 hours that we're given, the man-made, of time, when we look at the activities that we have and say to ourselves, how efficient, effective, and statistically successful am I in that trajectory of being a lawyer? Now, I have the skills, the knowledge to what? Prioritize my desire. I have the skills and knowledge to prioritize my desire for the day. So now I'm maximizing my day. I am pursuing my potential by doing, saying, thinking, believing, and feeling in that trajectory. And I'm enjoying it. I'm finding the light, the love, and the lessons by doing my best every single day, learning lessons, and having fun. Stop emotionally attaching yourself to some outcome, a certain outcome that doesn't exist. Simply revert your attention and intention into utilization of time in the trajectory of what you think you want. And you'll never quit because you're gonna do your best every day. You're gonna learn lessons and have fun. And although many people will call you a hypocrite, many people won't understand you when you go one day and say, hey, you know, I wanna be a lawyer. And the next day say, I wanna be a doctor. And the next day say, I wanna be a robot. And the next day you wanna be something else. That's not quitting in my opinion. That's evolution. That's doing and enjoying the pursuit of your potential. That's learning. And it's okay to learn things that you like and dislike. You can learn things that resonate with you and move forward. Even though other people will think you know, that you quit or you're being punished or whatever, you're being promoted and protected. I've never met one hyper successful person that people didn't think or don't think is absolutely crazy. People laugh at them, scoff at them and make fun of them and may even consider them losers, failures, making mistakes all the time and even saying that they quit on something. No, I just, I'm doing my best and I'm learning lessons and that's not for me anymore. I've evolved. I've gained skills, knowledge, and desire in technology to move into sports. I gained skills, knowledge, and desire from sports to building and marketing. Then I build that into branding in technology and content and all of it's aggregated into success, to success in some form. But have I kept the same job? No. Have I gone bankrupt and probably failed 20 different entities that I was involved in? Absolutely. Do I invest in companies that go bankrupt still today? Absolutely. Have I quit? Not a chance. Because every day I enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. I do my best. I learn lessons. And I have fun. Ask yourself every day, what do I want? Who can I help? How best to get that done? Prioritize accordingly. And instead of searching for a why, apply it. Uh, If anybody wants those five daily practices, including my daughter, uh, just email me. Jake will give you my email. And if it's free, it's we. So just email me. uh, Get those five daily practices. I promise you it'll help you enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential.